0: all while helping make your sexual experiences with yourself, partner, significant other, in your life, everything that you desire. I am full of resources, and I am extremely straight to the point. So, if you are ready for the unsugar-coated talks, I'll be covering everything under the birds and the bees, a.k.a. sex. Welcome to the Unchained Sex Cast. If you're listening to this because you saw the title... This is probably not what you expect it to be, but I know you're curious and you got to find the fuck out. You might relate to what I'm going to talk about today, and I originally wanted to do this episode to talk about aftercare, and if you're like, how did you get aftercare out of the title, Sierra, then I just want you to know, I promise it'll all tie in, just give me a second, and give me like the next 15 to 20 minutes to explain, because I feel like a lot of you are going to relate to this. I have had a lot of questions about this on a level of like how many times I've talked to clients and they are like, whenever I say aftercare, they're like, huh? Or they're like, what? Or they're like, oh yeah, like I get a towel, like aftercare, what? (laughs) What the hell is aftercare? What is it? And why I'm going to talk about people who have been fucked and left. And why do these two things come together? Honestly, this is like one on a personal level. This is one of my biggest pet peeves. And that is having a sexy ass session. And then the person that was involved gets up and leaves very promptly. Like not like leave like, oh, bye. see you. I'm leaving. But like just leaves the room or leaves and goes and does something immediately else. Like I just remember like we're going to have a story time here in a minute, <laughs> but this is one of my biggest pet peeves, and i it's like a deal breaker. Like, mm, nope, this will not fucking happen. So to make sure that this doesn't happen, it's really important to consensually talk about these things before getting intimate. And, you know, really set the standard like, hey, like this is the expectation for me afterward. I would really appreciate it if this is what we did. And it comes back to learning your your partner's love languages and learning their blueprints and their erotic blueprints and what turns them on. Me being a physical touch person, my aftercare is going to look quite a bit different than somebody who is more words of affirmation because some people can't stand to be touched. (laughs) So it could look a lot differently and that's okay. You know, I have friends who are like, I've never liked massage. I've never wanted to be touched. That's totally fine. I also want to talk a little bit about how sex is a sacred energy exchange. And that is why if you don't have aftercare, you're really leaving about 40% of the intimate experience on the table. And that is because after intimacy, that is also still in time. To really grow and transition your sex life. And, you know, it's going to be great for other things too, but really with your sex life, because not only are you still keeping that safe space for your partner to be held, to be seen, you know, sometimes aftercare doesn't even mean it's talking. You could have a conversation and you could grow in those conversations you know what did you like most about this t- this time and what do you want to try differently next time having those conversations is definitely going to help your enhance your sex life just holding that space though for that person sometimes aftercare can just look like sitting in each other's laps and just holding each other maybe that's all you need so skipping aftercare is a no go like Eh, no, because sex is a sacred energy exchange. And whenever you do it on a more conscious and intentional level, it you're I promise you, you're going to be leading into the most mind-blowing sex of your life. Have you ever been fucked and left? Like, bye, no towel, no cuddle, no soft kiss. Like, <laughs> adios, we're done. Um, Why does this happen? I hate to break it to you, but We're going to go back to our old fucking pal shame. A lot of the time, I feel like this comes from... So first off, post-nut regret is a super thing. A lot of people can experience regret or anxiety immediately after nutting because there is shame around nutting, whether at some point in their life, they were told that was wrong. That was dirty. You're dirty. You shouldn't do that. Or if they're just in a constant state of shame, you know, that's verbal and mental abuse. I have had clients, female clients. I have had male clients and I have had female clients who have problems around orgasming. I wouldn't necessarily say problems. Sometimes there are problems like they can't climax at all because of the shame Around orgasming. So it's the same for women as it is for men sometimes. Men have also been shamed and just put down. And a lot of men sometimes aren't really comfortable in their sexuality or they're shamed for their sexuality. So there can definitely be a lot of shame around orgasming. Post net regret actually is where there's anxiety afterwards, where they just have an enormous amount of guilt or shame or anxiety around the experience. They feel like really dirty. Like this is something like you ever nutted and then feel like you just got to go to fucking church because what you did was just like horrible. Like it's literally a thing and you can get out of that. You can get out of those feelings with a little bit of time and a little bit of setting intentions and doing a little bit of work on releasing that shame and also removing whatever, if that shame is still present in your life, you know, if it's somebody who's actually actively in your life, shaming you for that, then it's time to look at what's going on. You deserve healthy, respectful relationships. So story time. I remember a time that this happened to me and I feel like it's happened to me. Oh, it's definitely happened to me so many times, but you know, like I feel like after so many years, you just block out and you like, literally, I just don't remember shit anymore. Anyways, it's amazing how I do what I do with the memory that I have sometimes. But I remember there's a saying that that saying always sticks with me. People will not people will never forget. How does it go? How does the saying go? People will forget what you say to them, but they will never forget how you've made them feel. And so I remember how people made me feel, but I don't remember like certain memories or conversations. Like I don't remember all the conversations. It's so true. Like you will always remember how someone made you feel. And so I remember this happening to me and I remember how I felt. And it was like a complete turn off. Like anytime that someone rushes out the room, that is a straight signal that they want to leave whatever feeling they were feeling in. And to me, it's like, I just had amazing energy exchange with you. And you're like piecing out on me. Like what? Like what we had was just like mind blowing. And for females, especially when females are in their full body, And in the state of climaxing and receiving, the energy exchange that a female has when she climaxes is unbelievable. And so to just be so open and raw and then have a partner that leaves, it's very crushing. And I think this is one reason why I just can't stand it. But again, I think men and especially men who have only been in cis heterosexual relationships have always had a hard time really embracing their sexuality And embracing the raw, tender moments. And again, it comes back to a lot of the time, like, did you have a childhood where you were told to hide your feelings or hide your emotions or be a fucking man and you don't cry, you need to be a man. Those moments, yes, like it's good to be in the masculine. We all though have a masculine and feminine side and we all are human and we all have emotion. We all have feelings. We all have expressions and it is normal to feel all of them. It is not weird not being a man. Well, let me tell you what, a man that can hold you in your tender moments and show you his plus fuck your guts out and call you a slut is a person who can hold space for you and show up in a relationship. And let me just say they're out there. They're out there. <laughs> um, I don't know if that's an ideal partnership for whoever's listening, but. Uh, If you're a female and you're listening to this, you're just like, oh yes, you know exactly what I'm talking about. That's a man, a man who can show up in his masculine energy and show up in his feminine energy. That is a man and women. It is a lot. It comes back to women to hold them in that energy. And whenever you are in your feminine energy, that is when a man can fully step into his. And so it goes hand in hand. When you can share those tender, vulnerable moments, you're going to grow together. Your relationship's going to grow. Your energy, your sex your sacred energy exchange is going to be much more intimate on a deeper, more fulfilling level. If you're really like looking into more deeper, fulfilling sex, when I mean deeper, we go really fucking deep around here. Um, here to say you're in the right spot because I'm gonna talk about it all the time. But this is such an area that is close to me, especially because like if I just put your balls in my mouth and told you I liked it, you should believe me and you should also brush my hair and tell me I'm pretty afterwards because aftercare is important a lot of the time i feel like guys will think they they, they don't believe you a lot of the time guys is confidence i've seen a lot of men's confidence killed because they just they don't believe that there are females out there who appreciate that masculine energy and it's kind of funny because <laughs> I feel like females who are like very comfortable in their sexuality, they are like, look, man, I just put your balls in my mouth and told you I liked it. You should definitely leave me because I'm not going to lie to you about that. <laughs> so ways to aftercare and why aftercare is so important, because if you didn't see by now, you can't just leave sex open, raw, and exposed. You have to zip yourself back up. You have to zip your partner back up. And aftercare is the only way that that's going to happen. And if you're like, I don't think I've ever practiced aftercare. Let me just say, there's so many different ways that you can aftercare. And I'm just going to rattle off a few, but knowing your partner's love language is really going to be where you hit the money spot, or should I say where you hit the G spot, as far as when it comes to aftercare. So aftercare is mandatory, is essential. This is a no-skip. There's no way you're skipping it. Knowing your partner's love language. And if you're like, what's love language? There is another quiz. Your love language actually shows how you see and feel and receive love. And if you're like, oh, what can a little quiz tell me? Like, what? It's not horse shit, all right? Let me just say, knowing love language we obviously see, feel, and perceive love differently. Everyone does. And a lot of the reason why there is separation in couples and in relationships and in partnerships is because we're not really necessarily speaking our partner's love language. Uh, The other day, it was my best friend's birthday and I went to her house and I said, um, she was telling me about all the things that her husband had been doing around the house to like for her birthday. You know, like he got this ready and he bought this and he got this for her. And I'm just like, "Mm, my man hitting up my girl's love language. Like her love language is acts of service. So the fact that he was taking care of stuff around the house that she didn't have to do, absolute hitting a love language. Speaking your partner's love language is essential. Another way to say it is, are you making your partner feel appreciated? Because We can speak love and feel love completely different. And most of the time, opposites marry each other. So (laughs) knowing it is super important to aftercare. Uh, let's talk about our physical touchers because we already talked about those for a second because c era is a physical toucher cuddling cuddling is definitely huge i like cuddling is definitely one of my favorites but i have other ways like physical touch is important to me but physical touchers we need the extra physical contact after sex i don't care if you just filled my hole for three hours like we need that extra like your physical touchers like we're just like I don't care if you just filled my holes for three hours just fucking hold me still we like to be touched sometimes that could be cuddling another great way to aftercare is showering together a lot of the time there's a mess and you're gonna want to hop in the shower anyways so why not spend that intimacy showering together there is nothing hotter than a hot steamy shower and you don't even have to talk just let the hot water fill the air and just breathe in each other and breathe in each other's bodies and just spend that time feeling safe and intimate together just a little bit longer before you have to go out to fucking reality. You know, some people are like so rushed and sex and so want to do this and hurry up. Like we just have to hurry up and get off. And I'm just like, sex should be a priority. Sex is the only time that you get to shut everybody else out you know and whether you're having sex with just yourself then you get to shut everything out or if you're having sex with a partner then you just get to be each other and spend time in that intimacy in that special space before you have to go back out into the fucking world and this is the time that you should appreciate and this is why I think it's so crazy how many people just skip over sex like how many couples have gone years without having sex but maybe once or once or twice a month. And that's just their normal. Meanwhile, this is one of the most important areas of our life. And there are actually people who are asexual, which that's a whole nother episode, but asexual people truly have no sexual desire whatsoever. And there's actually, I think it's like, eh, I want to say like less than 10%. I have to really check that, but it's less than 10% or so of people who are asexual. So there are they are out there. I'll probably definitely have to do an episode on that coming up. I feel like in a relationship, it's like, man, it's like us against the world, baby. Like we are family and we create our pleasure and we live our desires. Spending time together, you know, just aftercare, just spending time being naked together, appreciating each other's bodies, especially if you're taking like a shower and water therapy, don't feel obligated to talk. Just hold that space and hold space for your partner. And it could really make a difference and impact on your day. I mean, just think about if you intentionally set aside time, you know, 30 minutes, we are going to have a 30 minute fuck session. a fuck session. We're going to have a 30 minute fuck session. And then afterward, we're going to get a nice hot shower going like you've got lavender going. You planned it. You're intentional with it. Imagine how much more special and intimate you would feel after a sex session, knowing that you intentionally planned the direct aftercare, knowing that like when that orgasm ends, that you're not just rushed off to go back out into the world and back out to the bullshit of everyday life. You're going to intentionally spend it together. If you're like, Sierra, I have kids. This is a joke. Get a babysitter for an hour. You don't have a babysitter you can get for an hour. That's a bullshit excuse to ignore your sex life and I'm over it. I will call your shit out every single time. Another way to aftercare, because this is actually a love language, and that is snacks or food. You can also bring this in the bedroom. There's nothing sexier than bringing in some chocolate or strawberries or something sensual in the bedroom to snack on or feed your partner. It is super hot. Another way, something I like to give my clients to do, is actually make them fuck food with their face and really get raw and dirty and sensual with it. When we're doing embodiment sensual practices, you're fucking food with your face. I don't know if you've ever thought about doing that, but now you're going to. (laughs) You're like, I'm eating right now. Girl, I want you to fuck that food with your face. Eating food can definitely be essential. It can be a huge turn on. And plus most of the time after sex, we're getting a snack anyways. So bring it in the bedroom or have a tray of food sitting on the bedside table, you know, afterwards. So right afterwards, you can just lay there and enjoy each other and feed each other and just take some bites and enjoy the time still. Warm towels are essential oils. Essential oils, I love, 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 love. You can diffuse them or wear them. They're actually essential oils blended that can actually help in the arousal process wearing different essential oils too that can be like a pre-ritual as well i heard on a friend's podcast the other day a really good trick for warm towels so they would actually put a crock pot next to their bed with like damp towels in it and it would keep them warm and i was like oh my gosh that is so genius like if you ever come in my in my room and there's a crock pot of towels like (laughs) the facial towels. (laughs) I just want warm towels all the time now. So I'm just like, I need a pot of warm towels in my room. How funny. If you are my words of affirmation love language, this means that words are everything to you. And words of affirmation is my second love language. Very few people in my life have ever been able to speak my love language. Your words of affirmation, people would like to hear it from you. They want to hear and they want to probably, they probably want to talk about the experience. If your words of affirmation, they probably want to talk about it. So ask your partner what their favorite part was or make a plan for what you want to try next. Sometimes even just asking your partner, how can I support you right now? Just even asking them that, you know, I could use a hug or, you know, how about we just go grab a coffee or, How about we go take a hot shower? How about we, you know, like really take the evening off and go, go get in a hot bath and just spend some more time together. Ask your partner how they can support you. And this is something you should ask them almost every day. How can I support you? You know when they get home from a bad day of work, how can I support you today, babe? What can I do to help you, you know, make this day better for you? How how can I be there for you? More ways to aftercare, of course, peeing, simple hygiene practices. If you didn't know, every every female should pee. Everyone should urinate after having intercourse because it's going to clear your your urethral tract and that can help prevent UTIs and things like that. So especially if you're getting freaky kinky stuff going on, you definitely should pee. Just do simple hygiene practices afterwards. You know, females should always cleanse themselves front to back. A lot of the time, it's nice to have like a little squirt bottle. Those little squirt bottles that you can get after you have a baby, like the little sits baths, those are just nice to keep in your underneath your sink. Anyways, you can fill those up with warm water and just. Do a little quick squirt, rinse off, and talpat dry after sexy sessions. Remember, sex is a sacred energy exchange. Exposing yourself, creating that vulnerable space between partners, it's it can be hard. It can be challenging. I totally get it. You no, know, there's a lot of shame around a lot of stuff. and we're we've lived in a society that hasn't talked about sex, that hasn't educated us on sexuality, that has just left us hanging and it's a taboo subject and i'm so over it because i've talked about sex literally for a living for almost a decade so i still forget that there's people that cringe even to just hear the word sex i'm like oh yeah there's people out there sometimes i forget because i've been fighting this for you know i've been in this for for 8 years now in june so i've been in this since june of 2015 so in june i will hit 8 years in the sexual wellness industry creating that vulnerable pleasure and erotic bliss. It requires sealing back up. Aftercare is so important, and being intentional with it just makes it even better. And I don't like to say you you wouldn't walk outside naked after having sex, would you? I mean, voyeurs, exhibitionists, I know you like to look, I know you like to watch, or like to be seen. I'm not talking about that, but you wouldn't walk outside naked after having sex. You also wouldn't have sex and not practice a little aftercare. It's so important. If you're listening to this and if you've ever been fucked and left and you feel me, drop something in the questions below. Let me know. You know, shoot me a message, shoot me a snap. I want to know you know, that this resonated with you because I feel like it's going to resonate on a, on a, on a larger level, but I'm just curious to see what you think. But if you've ever left a sex encounter and felt exposed or you felt raw or in pieces, if you've ever left a sex encounter and maybe just felt like really confused or unworthy or just like, man, like was I that good? Or like Was I enough? It might be time to check into what aftercare looks like for you. And if you're the solo flinger right now that's just kind of flinging, sometimes it can be really hard to add an aftercare. So you've got to be very, very intentional about talking with that, you know, before you have intercourse with your partner and consenting, you know, like that's a standard for you. You have to have aftercare after sex. And so if you're a solo person right now and you're flinging, you definitely need to be having those conversations. And that's a whole nother episode. Again, if you're in a relationship and you notice that after sex, you're feeling drained or after sex, it's just not a good feeling, then it might be time to check into what aftercare looks like for you or maybe check into a new partner. I don't know. I hope this episode resonated with you. If you liked it, please be sure to go rate and review my podcast takes is a few clicks. Also, don't forget to follow me on Instagram is where I do the majority of all my things inspired by Sierra and the Unchained Sex Cast. I will see you guys on our next episode episode.